<laughs> All right. What's up? Uh, what's up, y'all? Um, it's well, we don't do this on air anymore, but it's Sunday. Uh, that's the day we're recording now. So welcome to the barbecue. Um, you know, it's another day for hot topics. Um, you know, so what we got on the grill today? Somebody tell me what's on the grill today. It's I smell some hot, some hot content cooking yeah. up. What's local artist question mark? Some some new talent or old talent, I don't know. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Tell us what's up. Oh, okay, true. So uh yeah, my name is Dylan. I go by Waves. I knew Sydney from uh from a, a long time. I knew her since long we were time. little ass kids. Six or seven or something like that. I don't know. But, you know, um, since then, you know, I've gotten into uh, producing music. And I actually uh, opened up a studio in the last year and whatnot. So I've been producing stuff. Um, I'll definitely link y'all to that shit. But, yeah, so, I mean, I would say it goes without saying, you know, to be good at anything, you got to put in your 10,000 hours. So, yeah, like, been putting in that hour, them hours, you know, making beats and whatnot. And I feel like, I don't know, beats is... It's an amazing thing because you can really create your own world with it. So that's really why I got into it and like creating that atmosphere behind the artist. And like, I don't know, I just kept pushing. And it's been pretty decent so far. I mean, COVID kind of fucked up uh, a decent amount of my business. But, you know, getting back in there, whatnot, making people wear masks when they're not in the booth and all that. But, yeah, that's me. Waves and I make music. All types. Not just rap though. I love rap though. That's my main squeeze, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I have a question for you. So how'd you go from making beats to having like a studio? Like talk about like that progression. Oh, the process. It was kind of like I don't know. It was pretty fluid. So like uh, I was just making beats. Um, I took a class actually in high school, which started me off in it, and like that's what actually got me Ableton and the production software. And so from there, I just like kind of took off and just kept going with it. And then I ended up actually taking another class in college. And one of my homies who uh, used to go to Butler, he came back. He started going to trade school. He was just like, you know, he liked rapping and whatnot. And we would just link up and be making beats. And so, you know, we went to the studio a couple of times and we just decided, you know, like, what's the point of, uh, you know, paying all this money to go to these other professionals when we like, we can be those professionals, you know, and make that bread. And so kind of made that transition like after looking for a space hella and we just I feel like we found a, a really nice spot and kind of got plugged in decently because like it's, a, it's an interesting little space it's a whole little warehouse full of different studios so I mean I, I guess it was just kind of like my friend being like you know like we can make some bread at this and like my passion for music just like I, I really feel like you know if you want to do anything, you know, right now it is my side hustle. I'm definitely trying to get another another job. But, like, if you want to do anything, you know, you got to put in some work and some effort into it. Yeah. Shit. How did you find that studio? Was it – and where so, did the studio? So the studio is actually, like, um, I don't know. Are you guys from Chicago or uh, – I think Chicago. Devin and I. I am. Everybody yeah. but- True. Well, it's on 42nd Union. That's like, it's in like Canaryville, like kind of over by um, like White Sox Stadium and shit. Like 30, like it's on 41st and Root damn near. Or 41st and Union. Kind of over like, uh, yeah, I don't know how to really describe it other than Canaryville. It's it's pretty decent little area, you know. Um, 
Yeah, we, we got plugged in with it, though. Uh, this other producer that my friend knew when he was going to Harold Washington, he uh, just, like, randomly, he was running sessions with this other guy, DJ Hustlenomics. I don't know if y'all know him. He's, like, was on some early Chief Keef shit and whatnot. Um, he just had, like, a studio and whatnot. And we just, as the building manager, got his number and just finessed that. Yep. <laughs> it's really, you know, if anything, you got to go after things you want in life and just be contacting people. That's that's one thing I've really learned. Go after what you want. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's right. Um, that's yeah. What's a what's something new you've been working on? Tell us something new I've been working on. I've been trying to put together this project with my one on me, but he's like, he's kind of going through some shit right now. So like, he's got to focus on you know his actual life before he can like be up in the studio. But I'm trying to make my own little beat tape or whatever and put that bad boy out on SoundCloud so I can start like just selling these bitches to people who I just like, who I don't know, you know, cause it's nice to be up in the studio and sell them to people or whatever, but I want to be able to sell them to people across the world, you know, mm. or at least rent them, you know, selling them is a different thing, you know, cause then that's whole legal crazy shit. Mm. I feel it. I feel it. So kind of take us through like the process of like, when you first like get the idea for like, a certain sound that you want to actually like the final product? Like what's your thought process with that? So I, I kind of go into beats like, I have a, a lot of different ways I approach them, you know, depending on how I'm feeling. And uh, you know, so it kind of depends. So like really the main thing I, I realize is everything, all music is just chords, you know? And so you just gotta find the chords that sound beautiful. But within that, like, what I really love is like sometimes sampling something. So you find a sound or just one sound or a snippet that you really like from a soundtrack or I don't know, some random that you just kind of flip it and make it your own. And I think that that is kind of beautiful. You know, you kind of put your own little pizzazz on it, you know, your effects, all that type of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of build it. Me personally, if you, I feel that you just got to kind of listen to it and it'll kind of, it'll kind of come out itself, you know, the melody, the pattern, all that stuff, drums, like, you gotta feel the beat, and it'll, like, respond, because you force it, it's not gonna be good. So, yeah, I am i don't really have, like, a, a set method, like, I know a lot of people, like, make drums, and then, like, they put on their, mel their like, melodies, and their kicks, and all that stuff. Me, I just be freestyling with it, like, just kind of go how I'm feeling that day. Sometimes I'll just put like one damn chord on it. <laughs> and like some some of the beats I hear like nowadays, they are just like very simple. And like, that's kind of the beauty of rap and the beauty of music, you know, is simplicity can, uh, when you bring a lot of simple elements together, it becomes complex. Less is more. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I'm broke. So why do you like Ableton? Uh, just cause I, I've used it all this time. Like I've been using Pro Tools a little bit to, um, like mix and master people cause it makes them sound better for some reason. But Ableton's just like what I've been using and all the DAWs are pretty much the same. Like certain ones sound a bit different and Ableton's like, people say it sounds a little bit more techno-y and I, I, I can believe that. But at a certain point, like if you're downloading the same sample packs and same like hi-hats and all that type of stuff offline, like it's going to sound like damn near the same. You know what I'm saying? Like Kenny Beats uses that shit. Um, Pierre Bourne uses that shit. Like hella motherfuckers use Ableton. So it's really about, 
it's just another medium to put down your stuff, you know. I also kind of like it because it's easy for samples. Like, I've never really used Fruity Loops, but I have seen motherfuckers, like, the drum patterns, they can, like, lay them down real quick, and the hi-hats are, like, real easy for them. But, like, there's tricks I've learned, like, over time that make it easier for me to kind of make those kind of trappy or, like, kind of different sounds. Yeah, I heard Ableton's good for that. I remember there was an episode with uh, on the Kenny Beats Cave, and he was with Doja Cat, and he asked Doja Cat what she uses, and she told him she uses Logic. And she asked him if he ever used Logic. <laughs> yeah, and then I got good at making beats and uses Ableton. So it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, so speaking of Kenny Beats, um, tell us about like who your heroes are, I guess, or role models, or who do you take inspiration from? True, okay. I, I, uh, I take inspiration from a lot of different sources. Like, uh, I would say, you know, I haven't really listened to Kanye in the past couple of years, to be real, but his old shit was like, you know, God tier type shit. Um, just the way he uses samples and the way he's able to just bring them out is like beautiful. But I would say for like new people, like some of the people I was mentioning, you know, like Pierre Bourne, a lot of stuff he did with Nudie is raw as hell. I also like on that same kind of sample train, like The Alchemist put out a really fire tape with uh, Freddie Gibbs, which was like, I feel like it kind of, certain producers definitely lend themselves to certain artists because, you know, the voice is another instrument within itself. But, yeah, I, I'd say I take a lot of different stuff from a lot of people. Um, I like fucking, uh, for, like, unknown people, I like um, Pluto Nash and, uh, what is his name? I'm blowing it right now. Oh, Chase the Money. Yeah, he be going crazy with ballet. They got a lot of good yeah. shit. Yeah. And that's another thing, like, he makes a lot of simple-ass beats as well, but they be going crazy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't know if I have any heroes. I'm going to be real with you in the rap game. A lot of these people are scumbags. It's crazy. Like, I fuck with you today, but, like, he's, like, suing suicide boys. Like, nah. You can't have no... Yeah, especially... Mm -mm being around people for a little while in this music stuff like you kind of realize like people i mean just like anything you know people are out there do it for themselves you know and like you got to be about your business but like you know cautious as well mm. definitely yeah no that's fair so what was oh sorry no i'm just agreeing with him go ahead Sid. Oh, okay um so what was like describe like the moment that you knew like okay this is like what i want to do is what i want to put my ten thousand hours into I'm gonna be real, like, it just kind of just came upon me, you know, like, this is one of my hobbies, damn near, like, I don't really have many other hobbies, you know, like, working out and whatnot, and this, like, I'll sit there and just make these bad boys, like, <laughs> like, so many times, like, I'll just be, like, fucked up, I'm not even gonna lie, like, come back, you know, drunk as hell or some other shit, and, like, just be making beats, like, like, I just be my prerogative, like, I'd be like, how would I make beats, like, feeling this type of way, and so it's like, I don't know, it's just... Like anything, I feel like, you know, like any, I guess it was an, it's an addiction, you know, in the, in a lot of ways, you know, and I feel like it also is relaxing. Like I can meditate making beats. So maybe that's kind of lending itself to it because it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you're just kind of sitting there focusing on one thing and like, it's it's very calming. So I, I, I don't know, I guess uh, I want to say I'm addicted to it, but you know, in a lot of ways it is an addiction. An addiction. Uh, I like when uh, 
artists like like Freddie Gibbs will like collaborate with like one producer on like a project mm -hmm. uh, and I know like other rappers do that what do you think are what do you think are some of the best parts or like the advantages of an artist working with one producer on one project so I'll tell you right now um my nigga who I was working on this project with before um we actually performed at a strip club as well it's like you just get in tune with somebody you know what I'm saying like you just like you can just fine-tune everything you're doing with them you're like with them all the time and shit you're just like you know you're just vibing like it's one of those things where like you feed off of each other's energy yeah and you're able to like be like you know um you're making a beat or whatever, you're just fucking around or something, he'll be like, oh, do this. And then like, he'll be rapping and you'll tell him do this. And then it comes out decent as hell, you know? And like, I think that's why it is nice to just work with one artist and not just try and like profit, profit off them. But like, at a certain point, you know, like, you know, I don't know, you gotta kind of balance it, you know? Cause certain people, I'm gonna be real, like, I, I don't know, they just, I'll sell them my beat, but I'm not going to sit there and make like, you know, a seven album or like an album with them, you know, some shit like that. Like, it just is what it is. And and certain people feel the same way about my beats, you know, and like you have to realize, you know, who who fucks with your shit, you know, because like I think uh, as well. Um, I don't know if that's really a good analogy, but you know, like sometimes you never know like whose shit is gonna like really pop on your stuff. Yeah, I guess this is a good analogy. I think Mike Will made it made um, that humble beat or whatever. I think it was for Gucci Mane or something like that. And it ended up being for Kendrick. And like, that's like a complete 180, you know, an artist. And like, I think that, I don't know, kind of finding people that you resonate with and then making that music is definitely always key. Because really music and, and music is energy. It's all like little frequencies and wavelengths and shit. It's a little scientific type beat, you know. Yeah. I think I saw that too. The uh, He only sent him the first part of the song. Like that was the beat at first. And then Kendrick sent him uh, his vocals back and then told him to add, I think he sent him uh, the whole, uh, uh everything he did on that song and then just told uh like he went past like the first beat and just went acapella and told mike will made to like build around it bro i can believe that that's lit as hell and like that's another that's that's another awesome thing about technology though is that you can just like send stems and all that different type of stuff between people like sometimes like a homie will send me like a clip or whatever that he found of the sample and then I'll just flip that bad boy for him or some type of shit like that. Cause like, I don't know, Fruity Loop, I mean, I guess maybe it's the way he's working it, but sometimes I guess the way Fruity Loops be using samples, it's not the same way as Ableton. I don't know. That is one of the advantages, I guess, to go back to a, your thing. But I don't know. I bet you there's some way that somebody could freak Fruity Loops to like get it working with that. I did not know that about the uh, humble. So, do you guys think that like the song would have been as big if, like, nah? I I think it's weird. I think it's like it's because it's so kind of different. Like you could hear Gucci Mane on that, but I feel like I don't know. Gucci Mane kind of goes off. I don't know if Gucci Mane's really been going off lately, but <laughs> Gucci no. Mane. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know some of the 
bed with little baby, but nah, he be the old fat Gucci man. That shit was crazy. Like kind of like dirty, grimy Lex Luger beats. That shit was lit. For like who I don't even know, dope boy or something. All the motherfuckers. Yeah, and as far as humble went, I wonder how much of that humble was a diss track went into like how popular it was, because it was a big Sean diss track, wasn't it? Of some sort. I didn't even know that. It is. Yeah, a big shine. I feel like when I watched the music video, because that's how it dropped, right? It wasn't the song first, was it? It was just like. Uh, I don't remember. I. Don't I, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. The video. I think it was the video. It just yeah. like the video dropped. Yeah. I was not thinking about Big Sean when I was watching. That. <laughs> video. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I forget how I found out it was a diss track, but I know that Big Sean called him out in some song. I don't really listen to Big Sean, to be honest. But, um, no, I know that a lot of people think of Humble as, like, their favorite diss track, which is crazy because you listen to the lyrics and it really is a diss track. You really just put it into context, but it's a bop either way. So I understand why it would be big, but there's just something that is different with this tracks because you can like project your own life onto that. You can, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm rambling, maybe I'm not making sense, but I feel right. like this tracks, this tracks and like breakup songs just hit hard. <laughs> they do. Makes you feel like a baddie. Either way. <laughs> um, have you ever had to produce a diss track? Uh, okay. Uh, in a way, <laughs> like, I don't know. When I, like, one of my homies was just talking about, like, <laughs> this nigga who did him wrong. But, like, I don't think that's really, like, a, a full-ass diss track. Like, no, I've never had somebody sit down and dedicate 24 bars <laughs> to somebody like that. Also, yeah. I feel like a lot of Chicago diss tracks are, like, very hateful. And I'm, like, not <laughs> trying to get into that shit like that. Because, like, yeah, that's only bringing you down a, a crazy-ass path. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Niggas be talking about, like, blowing that bitch, I guess, and shit I produce. But, like, not, like, naming motherfuckers. Like, it's never been, like, FBG Duck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like this who I shot at all this crazy shit and like we see what that got him unfortunately it was just fucked but yeah yeah I have not like not a full ad diss track niggas do be doing some crazy shit and I do think that you know speaking on the experience was valid but like I'm all for like not I always tell my homies specifically if they're rapping on the trap track about like somebody it's like man don't give that person no clout it's like because they did some fuck shit it's like you learn from the experience more so than like, you know what I'm saying? They got up on you or you want to like fuck around and give them like any type of mention. Cause like at the end of the day that like, I've, I've seen it happen. Like they get dealt with, like it doesn't have to be you, you know? So. Mm -hmm. So what's been like your favorite experience like working with any artist that you worked with before? Uh, I would definitely put that, as I said, that strip club experience up there. That shit was funny as hell. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just been fun just being, just cooking up shit that I've never heard before because it's my music, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like <laughs> brand new. 
And like, you know, sometimes you have those flops, but then when you have the one that you like, you can play consistently and shit, you're like, damn, like, I made this, I sit here and made this motherfucker. Like, it really is the fruits of your labor. Um, funnest experience. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it's just been like cooling and growing. I don't know. There's probably one if, if I sat there and thought about it, but like, you know, like when you're in the studio, you vibing and smoking and fucked up and all that shit. So like, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if I really remember a funnest time. The strip club though is definitely most memorable without a doubt. That shit was wild. I was like, that's some other shit. <laughs> Do you have any favorite groups to go back and listen to? Groups that I listen to? I don't know, favorite like YouTube name that you just go back. Uh, sometimes I, I have a whole hard drive of beats that actually like died and whatnot. So like, I listen to some of those, the like the really old ones, and like, kind of be like, damn, like I wish I could change some stuff on that, because you know it's like, <laughs> I mean I can't get them back. I went to some place and they were talking about like a thousand dollars or something like that, crazy to get them back, and I was like, man, yeah, like when I get paid, I'm gonna try and get them back, but like. <laughs> Right now, man, I'm gonna just sit here and make make new ones. You know, it's probably more time efficient. Um, some of the ones that I sample, like, and I'm just like, damn, like, because there's some of those ones on the dead uh, hard drives that, like, I'm trying to find the sample still, and I, I can't find that motherfucker because I don't know what I searched up on YouTube, and, like, ran through my computer to get. So, I don't know. Sometimes I do listen to like some of the kind of doom soundtrack ones or whatever, but. It's kind of, I just be trying to create more, is what I would say as well. So what advice would you, do you have for, you know, someone that's trying to get into music and producing music, stuff like that? Um, just, uh, just man, have fun with it. Yeah, that's like, just do what you do and uh, your shit at first is gonna suck. It's like there's no way around it. Like you're, you'll hear some shit that you like, but just like try new shit out and listen to other people that you like and trying to emulate their stuff. And then like you'll kind of be able to figure out how you can do it yourself. And also YouTube is your friend. I've learned so much shit off YouTube. Like at a certain point, like you can teach yourself everything off YouTube. <laughs> Um, so you, I don't really remember you mentioning SoundCloud. Did you, do you use SoundCloud primarily to put out your beats? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I was trying to get in the, like, Adobe Premiere, like, putting them on YouTube. But, yeah, that's, that's where I've been putting them. Uh, I don't really know any other place. I'm trying to, um, I did read about this, like, one, uh, disco Distro kid, I don't, I don't know what it is or some yeah, shit. I think it allows you to uh, not only put them on Spotify, but I think it like it might allow people to buy them. And then somebody also told me about this like it might be like Patreon. It's like some type of only mm, thing. yeah. Hey, they be getting that bread. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so that's what I'm trying to get on, but primarily the SoundCloud. Mm. Yeah, so um, I know that SoundCloud's like big when it comes to, I guess, underground music and like people that are just making music as a hobby. Do you kind of 
feel like there's a culture around SoundCloud because I feel like you scroll on Twitter or something, somebody tweet goes viral and they go, check out my SoundCloud because their tweet went viral. <laughs> so I've just been really curious about like whether or not SoundCloud in and of itself has like a community like Twitter would or like YouTube would, you know? I don't know if there's a point. When I post stuff, there's like bots. So like maybe. Oh. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know if there's like a, a dedicated community. I think it's just like people using the free medium yeah. put it out there and get the plays on it. Like um I I mean people put like my beats on YouTube or whatever. Like I know this one girl who used one of my beats for a music video. Mm -hmm. Like but I don't know. I mean it's kinda like I think people are just putting their shit out there on like a bunch of different uh, mediums just to get as many views as they can or to at least put their shit out, see if it can pop, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, some people put their shit on Spotify, definitely, though, once they get them plays. But, yeah. I, I don't I can't really answer that one about the uh, SoundCloud community. I would say no. Like, I would say after Chance the Rapper kind of fell off, that, that bitch died, which yeah. is unfortunate. <laughs> That's Chance so. Damn. <laughs> he gonna come back one day though. Oof, I don't know about that one. He just dropped that gospel song with Justin Bieber. I think he's gone for good. Oh, I didn't even listen to that. He needs to come <laughs> one of the uh Gosh. the ones they did like what is it, Surf's Up or whatever, the social experiment one. Mm. That was fire. I it was. Like, like that. No, but, I remember he put that on in um what like, iTunes for free and everything. Like that that was a great day. No. I just I don't know. I mean, he's making his bread though, so. <laughs> Good for him. That's true. Damn, you know. Okay. Um. Okay. So, everyone, favorite producer of all time. Kanye um, West. Kanye West, you three? Say, say Kanye West. Yeah. Why? Kanye West? Yeah. He go I crazy. mean, he's a goat, but. <laughs> he's a goat, but uh, his his uh, beat production goes pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, as far as with the sampling, like earlier Kanye really, but as far as with sampling, yeah, yeah I like it. It's nice. It's very. What's the word? Nostalgic, I guess. That's very true. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I guess I would have to say Kenny B because I don't really know producers like outside of like Kanye West and the people that have a mainstream presence. Mm -hmm. But Kenny B makes some fun. He's like he's he's got an honest little business model, you know. <laughs> he's got a nice little business model. Zach Fox is hilarious so no his oh my god <laughs> his friendship with zach fox is like <laughs> the worst and the the best <laughs> at the same time agreed so, yeah hmm. i would say maybe maybe swiss beats just because he just puts himself like into every song which it's like it's kind of annoying, but you, you love him for it. Like Definitely. every song, it's like, oh, like, I didn't know he was on this track too. Like, oh, it's featuring Swiss Beats, or he might not say anything, and he'll just 
Like on like, it's a toss up. Get that DJ Khaled feel. <laughs> DJ Khaled don't even make his beats though. That's the crazy thing. Just buys all the shit. Nope. He just puts together the beat. He like buys the beat, buys whoever the features are, and then just puts it together. Yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. So that little pop star song that just came out, he bought the beat, bought Drake, and Justin Bieber kinda and. <laughs> I'm like so disgusted. This man, <laughs> I see Ryan. the shit this man talks. Did not even have like the work ethic to back. Oh my God. Maybe he used to, he just like was an actual DJ or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, his poor wife, bro. That's all I gotta say on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what about you? He finessing the check, really. Like, I don't know. He, he, I think he did make some of the earlier beats, not to hate on him like that. But yeah, no, now I think his ass just be buying all them bitches. <laughs> he probably just got to a point where he was like, fuck it. I could just buy them and still make millions. I wish I could get paid to book somebody and find a beat. That's <laughs> one day. Yeah. One day. Miss that check. It's like those tweets where it's like, hate to see someone live with your dream. <laughs> no, honestly, like, he just be jumping around on stage. Surprised you didn't say Noah. You said what? Surprised you didn't say, like, Noah. Drake's producer? Noah's. Ah, 40. 40, that's 40. True. 40 is amazing. Wait, Noah and 40, that's the same? Yeah, okay. 40 should, should whatever his last name is, should be something. I forgot about him. I feel like he's, like, kind of on the same, not the same as Kanye, but, like, he, Drake uses a lot of samples in his songs, and people don't realize that. Yeah, that's like, he uses yeah. a lot of samples, especially in, what was the album? Uh, I think it was Take Care. Okay, well, thanks so much, Dylan, for coming on the barbecue. Love this fresh content. Fresh content. Smells Thank delicious. This shit you're cooking up. Love it. <laughs> um, but we're going to plug socials real quick, um, and then we're going to get with it. Uh, so, AJ, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, my Twitter is uh, at Adam underscore S. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, could, you see a kid riding on a bike. Awesome. You said what? I said if you see a little four-year-old riding on a bike. <laughs> True. Kareem? Sir Kareem on Instagram. Sorry, Kareem on Twitter because I'm so sorry we're running out of time. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my god. My handle is goofy. <laughs> My handle is Rachel Zalecki on everything because I'm trying to get a motherfucking job. Pray for me. Um, Sid and then Dylan. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Noel Walton underscore. Um, yeah. Oh, also, okay, you go first, Dylan, and I'll plug the show. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, my, uh, yeah, my Instagram is uh, D Oltoff. Yeah, that's weird as hell. D O L T H O F F. <laughs> I don't know. Um, maybe it. I'll have that shit flash up there or something. Yeah, I'll got you. Y'all find me one day. Y'all find me one day. And then it's uh, Waves with a dollar sign, or it's uh, SoundCloud, just underscore 47, 1997. That's, uh, that's how you get there and whatnot. My socials, all that good shit. Okay. And then the show? 
the show is at the double underscore barbecue on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, that's that's the show. Thanks so much, guys.